Welcome to the P-Money Show, where your host, Paulina Salazar, talks real estate. All right, we're recording, guys. Awesome. Hi, Jenna. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Um, I was just telling Tanya and Samantha they're together that I have a really bad cough. Uh, so if I have a cough attack, I'm just going to have to step outside the room and cough. So if I don't respond, it's just because I'm coughing. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm sorry to hear. Okay. But I'm excited for this topic. Basically, what does having a lien on your home mean? Um, I do get this question asked a lot, believe it or not. And also, I've had it happen where I have, for example, a seller that has like child support on there or whatever it may be. So I'm still not very clear on exactly what a lien actually is. I just know it's debt attached to the house. Um, and before it gets sold, it needs to get paid off, or at least the title, that's the, what the title company is mainly in charge of. Um, and Samantha, I know you can kind of speak more about this, but I'm sure it won't be too long of a podcast, but I just kind of wanted to touch base and just educate everybody on what to look out for. And then also just kind of explain exactly what a lien is. Yeah, no worries. Um, so basically, you you did touch on it. Um, you know, um, a lien is a debt that needs to be paid. Uh, a lot of times what people don't realize, yes, it attaches to the property. And I know I've had touched on this before, but let's say you had a grandmother and she decides to add her grandson to the property. Anything that really follows his name now attaches to that property. So any debt that's owed can attach to that property as soon as they come into title. So it can be child support liens. Um, We see that a lot. And child support liens are one of those that they don't go away. Um, So I've seen some where, you know, the father is now 75 years old and obviously the kids are adults and he owes back child support liens and he's responsible for them. We do see some liens that don't pertain to the property or they have an expiration and they will fall off. It's pretty rare, but we do see some like that. Um, But anything can be a lien. It could be a water lien. It could be, um, like we said, child support. We see a lot of solar liens. Um, There's a million different types of solar liens nowadays because everyone's getting solar. And the problem is, is that these salespeople um, that are selling solar, they they sell it like, hey, it's not a lien on your property. Well, if it's rented and it's not paid for, um, free and clear, it's a lien. It's going to attach to that property. And a lot of them, um, what happens is when they go to sell the property, um, obviously the new buyer coming in wants the solar and you're not going to remove the solar. But a lot of times that solar has got to be paid off before closing. Some solar companies will allow you to transfer. Um, it just really relies on the lender and Sean can might be able to touch on that too. Some lenders, they'll say, you know what, we need to be in first lien position. So the solar has got to drop off um, and that's, therefore it has to be paid. Um, but we see, I mean, I've seen some crazy liens. I've seen um, like a hostel tax lien. And what that was, was a hotel downtown um, or it was like a trans, it was a transient tax is exactly what it was for a hostel. And it popped up at the 11th hour and it was a pretty hefty lien because they had not paid, I guess there's a transient tax that you have to pay and that can attach to it. Um, you can have IRS liens. A lot of times we won't even see IRS liens, but we run what's called um, an SI, Statement of Information. And it's almost like running a background check on a person because 
we won't see the IRS liens attached to the property and all of a sudden um, we'll see it pop up on the SI for the person. Um, so obviously when you get title insurance, we're ensuring that there's no liens on the property for the new buyer coming in. So all of those liens, what they do is they order a demand through escrow. So that's basically a payoff to pay off those liens through escrow. And then when the new buyer takes possession, they take possession and there's no liens currently on the property. Any mortgage, that's going to be a lien on the property. Basically, like I said, anything can pretty much attach to the property. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that. So I know that was kind of a lot thrown in there, but if you guys have any questions, feel free to ask. One of the things I was going to say, I guess maybe to put it in a different term, um, for somebody that, like me that I was even trying to understand what does that mean, it, it's like, let's say you're talking about a tax taxes that are owed. It's mm -hmm. the, I, when you say um, it attaches to the home, it, it's basically saying the IRS is using, you know, your property, in this case, your real estate um, as collateral, for example, to say, in case if you don't continue to pay this, then we can um, get repaid through exactly your property. Exactly. So I just kind of wanted to put in different terms um, when you say attached to the home. Yeah, you thank you. To an entity, right? Exactly, because what they're trying to do is get the debt paid. And so they're going to put a lien on a property and make sure that they're, they're going to put it up as collateral and make sure that they're going to get paid um, at some point once you decide to sell the house. So um, do you want to add anything? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, like I said, we see all sorts of different things. And I do see, like, we can even have, like, an HOA lien. If someone hasn't paid their HOA dues, um, that can pop up on there as well. So, um, basically anything that's overdue or owed, it can attach to the property. And like Dre said, it's just how we pay them out. Is there anything that like can't, for example, like, could there be a lien on the house for like a car? Like, I don't know, something that hasn't been paid, like a car. I personally have not seen a car on one. Um, and I used to work in the car business. So what kind of happens with a car is, they don't usually attach it to a property because it's not a large amount. Usually they'll just go after the person um, and try and collect it that way and ding their credit. But I usually don't see liens like that on a property. But I, I have seen like, like I said, water liens. Um, I've seen even liens from the city. If someone decides to add, um, do an addition on a property and they don't permit it. And now you've got code violations with the city. Um, all of those violations, if they go unpaid, that now becomes a lien. Okay. So basically once you identify a home and you open escrow, you get what's called disclosures. And a part of those disclosures are what's called a preliminary title report, which would say everything and anything about these liens, right, Samantha? Yeah. So when we open up the title report, all the liens will be listed on there. So when you first open up a title report, when you're purchasing a property, we do a basic search and we search, we search for all those. We search what's on the property and anything at that time, um, then escrow will then order a demand. So pay off on those so we can pay them off. We've even seen where they're like, this company's not, um, in business anymore. Like solar lens that happens all the time. The solar companies are no longer in business. And sometimes we got to get creative. We'll look at it and we'll say, okay, can we um, track down that company who purchased the solar from that company? Um, or what we'll do is we'll see if they've had a refinance. In the meantime, we're something in, 
we've even had where we had to do bonds. And what bonds do is where they basically ride around it and they insure around it. Um, it does cost a little bit more, but we have had that happen as well. So when you open up the title report, we do that search. We order the demands and then um, we do another search at the close of escrow. And a lot of times people don't realize is there's no other search done during that whole entire time frame of escrow. So things can pop up during that time. And then all of a sudden at the 11th hour, there's now a new lien on the property. Okay. And, and demands definitely take a long time sometimes um, to get the payoff from them. I mean, some companies are not <laughs> the most willing to give you the information. So that's why, like, like I've coached you before, Paulina, every time you get a listing agreement, get the prelim going ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's huge. Because I have had issues where, like, at the 11th hour, you know, and it's not even obviously on the list side for me. It's like, you kind of don't have power on who you choose for title when you're representing the buyer most of the time. Um, like, Sean and I literally just had this happen with one of our clients we just closed on. And I think escrow was extended almost a week and a half because of the lien that had just popped up at the 11th hour. And it was an HOA due. Um, from an HOA company that was non-existent as of like two years ago. So it is super important to have like a really tight team as well, just because I know most of the time you don't have control over these things, but it's just so much easier when you catch it ahead of time. For sure. Yeah. I, mean, I just had one. And a lot of times it's like you said, you align yourself with the right team because I've had some where you know, now the loan lock for the buyers are getting ready to expire and we can't get the demand in in time um, because some of these companies, it's really hard to get the demands back immediately. And let's say it's a quick escrow. Um, so if that happens, a lot of times what we always do to try and help out our clients is we'll hold extra funds at closing to make sure that you can close the transaction because we don't want to affect the buyers or the sellers. And I don't want, you know, if they have to get a loan lock extension, as Sean knows, like that's a lot of extra money and a huge headache. So we'll hold extra funds. Um, so what that means is that we'll hold some of the proceeds that are, it's usually about double what the lien is um, or close to it. So that way, as long as there's enough proceeds, and it's a good problem right now because everyone's got a lot of equity so we can hold funds and just to make sure that everyone can get this transaction closed on time. That is... Uh that is why you do need a really good team because if if in, in this case as paulina said we we represented the buyer so our relationship was not we didn't have the relationship with the title company so we couldn't i mean i don't even we didn't ask for that because we didn't have that relationship um and actually i think we did ask if they could hold extra and they said no or likely they're gonna say no uh so be, hearing that you guys are able to do that um that that's few and far between i mean um holding double i mean you're still putting yourself at risk because you're you're issuing a, a clear title so in this case it was a five thousand dollar hoa lien if the if if you guys would have held Let's just say you would have held ten thousand dollars, and then the and then the demand came back, and it was twelve thousand dollars. You're the one that issued the clear title, so now you guys are on the hook. So you're putting yourself out there, presumably 100%. for 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 the relationship of yep. a Paulina or for the relationship of 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 the team. You're you're saying, okay, we're going to put our necks out there just so we can get this thing done. For sure, and I've had it happen. I've had it where we've held funds and it came back higher and then we had to go chase the seller for the money they don't want to answer their phone yeah and at that point they're like hey i'm out of here 
Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely, we will put ourselves on the line if it means, you know, that's why you have such good relationships and it's so important to have that because obviously we're all working hard to get the transaction closed and we're always, I always say, and obviously I'm biased, but my team really at my company, we're solution based. Like I don't ever say, Hey, no, there's no way to go. We always try and give everyone a way to go on it or try and get creative to get the deals done. Can you guys talk at, uh, from the lending side of it? I think people listening need to understand that they they also do the statement of information, not only for the seller, but the statement of information done for uh, on the buyer. Because we as a lender, we want to make sure that our buyer is not going to immediately have a lien on the house that we just gave them money for. So um, yep. that is that is a question that we get almost on every, I won't say that, but on a very high percentage of our loans, they say, Sean, man, this, they're asking for the last 10 years of where I've lived and they're asking for all these questions. Why, why is that? And, and I can explain it, but I'm pretty sure you guys can explain it a little in further detail as to how you're protecting the lender in this position, in this situation. Yeah, you know, like I said earlier, it's almost like running a background check. Um, and we do ask for all that information in their full name because a lot of times even um, we'll get an and I'll touch on yours really quick too, but we'll get like, let's say you have a common name, John Smith, and we open up the title report and let's say there's child support liens and John Smith doesn't have children. So what we do is we'll run um, a statement of information on the seller and on the buyer, especially like when you have a common name like that to make sure we look at the date of birth, we look at the socials, we look at um, just all the residency, everything to make sure that they're not the same person. And like you said, Sean, we run that on the buyers too, because kind of going back to that old example of adding the grandson to title and you had no idea that he had these child support liens because some of the stuff doesn't show on credit. So when you're pulling credit on people, it really only shows a little bit and everyone thinks credit shows everything, but it, it really doesn't. So we'll run a statement of information and ask for everything, you know, their last 10 years, you know, where they're banking, their full name, date of birth, everything. So then that way we can truly um, verify their identity and see if, and run and see if there's any liens currently against that person because they may have never owned a home before and all of a sudden this lien pops up and now they're in first lien position ahead of the lender and so they're you know a lender wants to get paid out when they go to sell and it's putting you guys at risk so we definitely run that and if we've seen I've seen somewhere we're like hey this buyer we've got some hiccups here what's going on does it show on the credit report what do you see and we'll work with the lenders to see if we can get it clear, but we will not issue title even to the buyer if we already see that ahead of time on their statement of information. Right. So, so again, for the people listening, think if you think you got a fast one by the lender because uh, they didn't they didn't catch that you had an IRS lien or they didn't catch that you've got. Uh, default judgment from 10 years ago or whatever that might be that those things do not show up on credit like they used to um, and that wasn't too long ago they, they just started not reporting to credit um, but but when you do that statement of information it, it's a thing where I tell people to look be very very forthcoming with your lender because you've got that we're going to know everything and whether we know it from our credit report or our partners on the title side of it um you're going to waste a lot of time and money you you have went out and paid for a home inspection you went out and have paid for an appraisal you have done all these things maybe you've already got a moving truck you've done all these things to prep knowing that you had this lien out there and then you have no way of paying it 
the, the statement of information is going to show that there's a lien attached to that buyer and that's going to stop. They will not be able to buy the home. So uh, I think this is a really, really good topic that probably a lot of buyers aren't aware of. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have no idea, you know, that these types of things can happen and that they show up on a title report and how much it can affect a home. You know, I've had some even recently where they're like, the previous owner owned the home for the last 15 years. Do I really need title insurance? I'm like, yeah, yeah you still need it no matter what. I'm sorry, but this is your biggest investment in life. You need to protect it. Yeah, that's why I also say, like, I don't think people understand also back to the whole like team subject. It's just, it really does matter who you work with because even me on the buy side, having less power over who we use on title, um, what I do is I call the title reps, whoever they are, and I have them go over the prelim with me. So I just say, hey, can you just really quickly skim through this with me? Let me know what the main concerns are, or what needs to be paid off. Um, because sometimes they don't do that themselves. And then me having them kind of review it with me will force them to see the problems and act on it quicker as well. So I've learned the hard way. Like I do that at the very beginning and that's been helping a lot too. Yeah, that's really smart. And also I feel like um, you get what you pay for, right? Like that's why the power of the team is so important. And a lot of people when they're shopping for the lowest fee escrow company and title company it's like you really want to do that uh, because you know we are the middle escrow is the middleman and they're protecting both both sides and title is also protecting both sides so you don't you don't want to you don't just want your cheapest option in that scenario thank you guys this was really really educational do you guys have anything else to kind of give on no, I think that was really good. I, I like I said, either this this you would think would pertain more to the sellers, but I think just as much as the buyers. So I think it was very informational. Perfect. Well, then I'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much for tuning in again. Thank you. See you next week, everyone. Bye, guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the P Money Show. For more information, follow at Paulina Sells San Diego.